0: show on WBON, 1690 AM, or you you might be streaming on WBON.com or iHeartRadio. Kendall does not have something wrong with his voice. This is not Kendall. This is (laughs) Sandria from the crew. We are holding it down tonight while our fabulous host is Off in the air, you know, doing his thing, but the crew is all here. We have Netta Beretta in the building. Yes, yes. And, of course, Westside Will. What up, what up? Good evening, sir. Good evening, and then the people behind the scenes who make it all pop and glisten and glitter, we have Naya, Naya Fire. How you doing? I'm good. Can you hear me? My like, okay. check. We can hear you. Also, awesome. Hey, y'all. <laughs> and, of course, we got to give a shout out to Ms. Robin Lewis. Hey, hey. Ooh, sorry about that. Yes, how are you? I'm loud back here. I'm good. How y'all doing? you brought is, look, energy in the room. How is traffic treating you? It just, uh, Oh, it's a hot crazy. mess. A hot, hot it's mess. It's a hot mess. But yeah. Thank you for getting the city through it today night well, no you. you're welcome and of course behind the boards we have jared how are you sir
1: i'm doing good happy friday to all y'all happy,
0: happy friday, friday. Happy so friday, of course yeah. you know we we're doing this dry january how are y'all doing with that by the way dry
2: all <laughs> <laughs> <Nah, nah, laughs> I I che- <laughs> right <laughs>
0: It's been a challenge. It's been a challenge. So if you weren't aware, the whole team, including Kendall. I
1: cheated, Sandra.
0: You know what? We're going to come back to that. I cheated. (laughs) The whole crew (laughs) Um, is not drinking for the month of January. No alcoholic, no adult beverages. And Will has already failed. I had me a little sip, a little sip of something. So you didn't even fail well, look, good. Like, <laughs> if you don't fail, I don't make, make it, it worth it. Like, make you it, it worth it. I
1: drink once a week. He had Man, a you going to take it
3: away from it? for <laughs> well, a whole 30 days. Girl, come on. If
4: you I only do that. it once a week, you can you you refrain for 30 days.
0: One, uh, I don't know. Make I'm it good. make it worth it. You know what I'm saying? Just right. just make it worth it. Right. We got two more weeks. Jared thought we only had one more <laughs> We got two more because there are five Fridays okay. in January. So we got to get through next week and then the 31st. And then after that, you can practice well.
2: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> How you been doing with it? You, I've actually been doing really good because I have been attempting to not only do a dry January, but also no sweets. So no cakes, no cookies, no pies, no candy, because those are all my weakness. I cheated it.
1: on that too. Like,
0: <laughs> you cheated yeah. on my behalf yeah, because I've backslid. been craving.
1: Uh, I backslid in a liquor store. I walked in there, and you know how to do. Oh is. man, you but it was again? all right though. It was. I'm good.
2: I'm
0: cool. It's hard out here. Will you try again for February, or you just over no, it? No, I mean
1: you know I, I'm not a drinker. Drinker, you know. I, <laughs> I
0: don't drink. Drink.
1: You know what I'm saying? I'm, you know, I never drink alone.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, I feel good that, yes, I am holding it down with my no sweets. I have resisted free sweets. I've resisted birthday cakes and, you know, parties and events. So good for I'm, you. I'm doing good. I feel good about you it. You look
2: absolutely
4: that
0: so How do you, you feel me?
4: physically from not having all
0: that extra sugar? You know what? I'm going to tell y'all. Uh, physically, good. Mentally, <laughs> not so good because my trigger is... If something, if I'm stressed, if I'm sad, I want to eat cake. I want pie, like not a slice, a slab. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I I always do a slab. I don't need a slice. So yes, I want the whole cake, the whole pie, the whole tin of cookies. So yeah, physically mm-hmm. I'm I'm amazing. Mentally it, it, it's been hard, but Chicago job. keep us accountable. Pray for Will. Next week I hope he has a better report It's good to be Um, bad Yes And actually you know what You might see him on Monday You won't even have to wait until Friday The WVON team uh, will be broadcasting live Monday uh, Martin Luther King Jr. holiday We will be broadcasting live from DuSable Museum The DuSable has a day full of events uh, in honor of Dr. King and WVON Will be live streaming from 3 until 6 So the Kendall Moore Show team will be there We don't know what time yet But <laughs> we will find that out for you So if you are off on Monday Please come by and see us Show us some love Tease Will with some beverages and cake and <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, you know, you know
0: hey. Sandra, you didn't, uh, you didn't tell Kendall?
1: You didn't tell him. Tell him what? Then we're changing the name to the Lit Crew Show.
0: Uh oh. See, Lit Crew look, yes, I you know see, he's listening you see right it now. It worked,
1: Sandra. It worked. I told you I it was know he's work. listening we right now. We had to get him so out of went, the building and so lock the doors.
0: You know, while, while you're gone, yeah, it looks like a name change uh, and, you know, no different worries. format, all that good
1: stuff. This fan has been informed. She has informed <laughs> security to walk him up to make sure he does not enter the building <laughs> oh, man. during yes. the next three hours.
0: <laughs> yes, but Kendall, we hope that you are having a good time where you are. Enjoy that warm weather, and we are going to hold it down tonight, of course, from 6 to 7, we're going to give you guys a little bit of politics. Uh, will wants to get into uh, some Cory Booker and Mayor Lightfoot, so we will definitely be discussing what happened this week. Then the 7 o'clock hour, we are going to hit you with a little bit more of a serious topic. Of course, you know, we don't shy away from having the difficult conversations. We will be talking about mental health, and then, you know, we close it out with our uh lit round table calling it the lit round table (laughs) so make sure you stay tuned in, stay locked in it's the Kendall Moore Show
5: getting you from your work week to your weekend, it's Kendall Moore radio for the next generation
0: 1690, and we are ready to get into the meat of our discussion this first hour. A little bit of politics, starting with Mayor Lightfoot. So this week, if you all haven't seen, there was a city council meeting, and typically Mayor Lightfoot doesn't necessarily speak out in those meetings, but she felt moved to speak this particular week because on the t- on the floor that particular day was a um, Petition to possibly do a study to see if LGBTQ business owners experience discrimination getting city contracts and should there be set asides for LGB- LGBTQ businesses? Um, Will. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. How are you feeling about that? Um, Because the mayor was not having it. She did not like the tone Mm -hmm. that some of the aldermen uh, expressed their concerns about this proposed study. And right now, it's not. It's not a law. It's not legislation. Like she literally just wanted to do a study. Like, can we do a study?
1: Well, the vote for the study (laughs) was passed. It was passed forty-seven to one. Uh, I understand perfectly how she feels. I, I try to be, you know, when I'm looking at a, a situation, a, a debate as such, I try to, like, be uh, um, impartial and just watch and, and look at it, look at it from both sides. I, I totally understand where the aldermen were coming from. I think it was because they used an example, a kind of negative example yes. of a movie that I yes. think is very offensive to the LGBTQ community, that that's where, uh, you know, that's when the the mayor kind of got upset, you know. It was a movie with Adam Sandler and uh, I forget the gentleman's yes, name. Yes. Um, King of Queens.
0: The King of I know, that's yeah. the way I it's always, Kevin. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, but. We
0: love you, Kevin. I, I, yeah, I, but I yeah. saw those. I, saw, I now pronounce you, know, you Chuck and Larry. Yeah,
1: and, uh, yeah. you know, we have to understand that it's, it's about cultural competence what do you say? Competent- cultural competence yes exactly excuse yes. me my I, my lips locked but uh you know it's about that and there it's it's just like there are things in the african-american black community that white people or latino people should not should not say or we say they should not say because it's offensive to us kind of like the n-word so that with that being said that is where the mistake was made but i don't think I know that those two Aldermen did not mean it the way it sounded. However, I do understand where they're coming from. You know, this is a you know this is Chicago right now. We mm-hmm. have a lot of people who are being investigated by the FBI for certain illegal activities. And I guess their question was, you know, how do we know? That this person is actually who they say they are in order to receive this benefit. Right. African Americans, for us, is different. You know, you can look at us and see that we, if we're not black, we're mm-hmm. something. Right. And a lot of times we have been discriminated, uh, discriminated against. We are uh, ten times more likely to be discriminated against than anybody. So, um, I I totally understand that.
0: So, and I guess what, mm-hmm. because the main concern that some of the aldermen they they're worried about fraud. Mm-hmm. You know, to your point, well, how can you tell if somebody is gay? They're LGBTQ uh, entrepreneur. Like, how do you tell that? And I guess somebody mentioned like, well, there's no gay test. So it's almost right. like this flippant response, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay. Your concerns are valid because, yes, fraud happens mm-hmm. across all industries, but it's just the way that you right. position that question. And then they're also worried about, you know, would, would giving set-asides to them take away from um, programs that are already in place for minorities and also for women?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, let me say this, that nationwide the LGBT community adds $1.7 trillion to the economy. And that's annually. Check. Yes. Yeah. And uh, here's the thing. That's a business loan, but when it comes to mortgages, 73% of same-sex couples are discriminated against. So when you're going to buy a house, it's two people that's going to buy a house, same-sex, you can pretty much figure out they must be LGBTQ. I I shouldn't say must. I'm trying to be correct correct and polite.
0: Right, right. But, you know,
1: yeah, okay. But when it comes to a business, you know... And uh, set aside for a business that says, hey, you, uh, you can you prove to us that you're uh, a member of the LGBTQ community? You know, how how do you prove that? And, and I and I totally understand where they're coming from with that. I'm not saying it shouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they shouldn't have a study. But I'm asking that people please understand this is a age where people— uh, this is the uh, what's what's her name? Rachel Dolezal. Age. Rachel
0: Dolezal. Yes. <laughs> Transracialism.
1: Right. You can turn yourself right. into something that you're really not nowadays. I mean, you have this woman who was running an NAACP chapter, saying, telling everybody she's black and she's white, and this is because she had certain types of uh, she was using certain types of things to make herself darker and and right. use her hair, and
0: visually you could see that. But on the flip side for me, and I think the thing that jumped out, is that were some of the aldermen just overreacting? Like, literally, it's just a study. Like, right. do we need to get into, well, how do you prevent fraud? How can you tell this? And can we just do a study and see if discrimination even happens? So to see this type of right. pushback and the, the tone and context, it just seems a little premature. Like, we don't need to necessarily cross that bridge until we at least do a study which of course now is I mean approved. studies
1: have been done and uh, without a doubt like I said the mortgage study MSNBC reported this last year uh, about the uh, same sex couples being discriminated against for mortgages. So yeah the studies like that have been done. I guess it's about sincerity and just making sure that if you come to get a business loan and you are a member, you're truly a member of the LGBTQ community, we want to make sure you're on the up and up. About 15 years ago, I was approached by a gentleman. hmm uh, oh, he was not story black, and non. But I always have a story, a non-black. Kid, no, no. Like, I, was a pro, I was approached. Where were you? I was approached by Will? a non-black gentleman who wanted me to start a business with him, <laughs> and he wanted to use you know his Use you as law. the front man, and I said no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. know. So you run across people like that, and you know, uh, like I said, we have people right now that are being investigated by the FBI. You just don't want to get caught up. So I think. I, I think they're just being cautious. There's questions that have to be asked, and I think the black community has suffered from those types of things happening, and if you don't ask the questions now and put them out there right now, you'll wait till it's too late, and then, you know, you, you'll see the results. So, you know, I just ask the mayor to just please, you know, understand, you know, has a black woman, has a pers- a black person, a person of color, that we've all, we went through a lot mm-hmm. these last 15 20
4: years. I think that's a good point that you yeah. said. Yeah. When you when there's a problem or you see that there's a potential problem, you say something when you see it. Mm-hmm. So if they bring this up now, like, how do we know? How do we prevent fraud? Yep. As opposed to after the study is done mm-hmm. and then we find out they and are distributed and now out. it's like, oh, now yeah. you're just trying to prevent so, yeah. yeah, speak up and say
0: something. But how do you right. How do you determine whether someone's being truthful or not? No, that's right. a good question. I want to touch on that, and I want to touch on, yeah, just the importance of tone and context mm-hmm. um, after this next break. So keep yeah. it locked, you all. You're listening to The Kendall Moore Show on WVON 1690.
5: Don't you dare touch that dial. It's Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Oh, Listening to the
0: Kendall Moore Show, WBON 1690. The crew is holding it down tonight. Kendall is out, but we are here continuing to talk about Mayor Lightfoot and these potential set asides for LGBTQ business owners. And something I wanted to mention I love. That the mayor just had to step up and check people on their tone. Like, I love that she did that with, you know, grace Mm -hmm. and, you know, respect, but pretty much just said, you're not going to do that on my watch. And not just because she's a gay woman, gay black woman, but just because you're not going to do it's not right. So check your tone. And we were talking offline earlier and Netta mentioned Um, Something similar happened with Starbucks, Um, just talking about the tone when you're communicating information to people. And it was so spot on because it's like you'll have these Starbucks or different companies, not just to shout them out, um, but they'll come into certain areas and... Just have a tone like, you know, we, we're doing you a service right. by being bestowing in. Bestowing their the benevolence. The comm- the right, exactly. bestowing, you know, <laughs> our benevolence so you can buy our, our expensive products. Yes. Um, and they
4: do say this isn't charity work. So right. They yes. made that disclaimer, right? But still, it just feels like you're giving us a handout. They even called the stores in these inner city communities community stores. Mm-hmm. Why is
0: there even a distinction? And they do that because I think I've noticed that with um, does Whole Foods do that or the the stores Um, if they're a bigger brand but then they have a smaller community mm -hmm. version Uh, the neighborhood I know neighborhood uh, market market. yeah
1: yeah it's just a really nice way of saying look why don't you buy our high price products that you really like while we gentrify you out of your own neighborhood. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's that's, right. And to that point, you can read between tone. So I'm glad the mayor stepped in because even though their intentions might have been pure, their questions might have been valid, Mm -hmm. you can read between the lines. So if she got a vibe, Mm -hmm. um... That's, that's why That it messaging. wasn't on the up and up. That's yes. why, and I,
1: this is one thing I learned in politics, man. Really, messaging is how you say it how, yes. really has an effect, you know, on people. Because so yeah. she wasn't really, mad at what they she said. She wasn't mad. You know, I think they both said something in the wrong way, in the wrong tone. But mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, she was right how she displayed it. I just think, you know, everything's in the messaging. It's how you message it, how, how you say it. It's really how you say it. So, yeah. you know, but... Uh, For the most – I just want to run a statistic down really quick that the Federal Reserve says that uh, uh, black business owners are denied loans by banks more frequently than any other uh, racial group in America. Wow. You know, and uh, this is published by Black Enterprise magazine online four days ago. So that's why there's Are there
0: programs or set-asides – For city contracts for black-owned businesses specifically, I guess I know like women or they're considered minority, but but minority of course
1: controversial right now. because you got people who are out here fighting to get contracts, construction contracts, and you know they're just fighting to get that, even though we're supposed to have it. This on paper, it's a lot of things going on, so that's why those aldermen are making sure that you know, the right things or you know, they're asking questions. You gotta ask questions. And one of the things I, I just want to know is is what can they possibly do to make sure that there's no fraud when it comes to something like that. What could you possibly do? You know
0: and, and something and of course I don't I don't have the answers. I'm like sway, I ain't got the answers. <laughs> but <laughs> something I thought about maybe, you know, once this study is conducted and they decide to possibly move forward, maybe what they do is give these contracts to um, businesses that specifically serve the LGBTQ community. Um, So maybe that could be a spin because, again, you can't really, I guess, verify. But if you are a business that specifically serves that community, so maybe you run (laughs) I don't know some type of programming or something that serves well, that community you know that might qualify is, you. The
1: EEOC, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, where you can go down and com- have and make a complaint if you've been if you feel like you've been discriminated against. I'm pretty sure they have uh, cases like that. Now, how many of them are proven? I don't know. You know, it's just like if you go down there and say, "Well, m- this company discriminated against me," you know, you have to try and prove that. So, right. I'm pretty sure they'll go to them to get some statistical. Uh, some statistics as well so
4: you know you know sandy that's what you said is a possibility of a way that they could kind of get around the fraud right right? but then it kind of brings up the same issue as far as the minority businesses because you have people who are of the majority Mm -hmm. who can open these businesses because even with minority businesses for example a white woman is considered a minority so yeah. she can get Correct. the contract and give it to her brother, right? Who is not a minority, right. right? Right. So it's still just a sticky situation.
0: It is. It's going to require some investigating. So I'm glad they're doing the mm-hmm. study, and I guess we'll see how it turns out. Mm-hmm. Um, but switching gears, getting yep. into <laughs> uh, Cory Booker, who dropped out this week. Yeah, dropped out of the the 2020 presidential race. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it surprised a lot of people.
1: No, it it didn't. You know, in the end, there can only be one. That's what I say, Mm. you know. And uh, it's funny because I messaged someone Monday and I said, you know what, you haven't heard from Cory Booker, but I saw he was still hanging in there, you know, especially after Kamala Harris dropped out. And then wouldn't you know, an hour later, he decides to drop out. You jinxed you it. Know. You didn't. did not jinx it? <laughs> it's weird. No, I didn't jinx But, you know, I never really commented uh, or, 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 or really talked much about the debates. But I just kind of watch everybody. And I was interested to see how Cory and Kamala Harris would do. I really, honestly, I really think they phased each other out. They are pretty mm. much the same type of candidate. And, um, you know, I I just kind of was like, wow, you know. Patrick Duvall, the uh, former governor of Virginia, had entered the race late. So he's he's out there. I haven't seen him making any ground or waves. I know he was in Indiana the other night. But, you know, with Cory Booker, I think I've always said he was auditioning to be vice president. I never mm-hmm. really looked at him as a president per se. I don't think he's ready. But I do think he has potential to be vice president. Now, some people may disagree with me. Right. But look. Here's an inner-city kid he went to. He's a Rhodes Scholar. He played football at Stanford. He's an all-American guy. He's a a lawyer. He's been an alderman. He's been the mayor of Newark, New Jersey, which is like the 73rd biggest city in the country. It's 73, I know. But it's predominantly (laughs) African-American. He's the first African-American senator from New Jersey. Uh, He couldn't get the money up, you know, and... uh, But I still don't think that should take him out of the running of being a vice president. I actually think he'd be a good candidate if we're looking at Joe Biden to be the president. And we're trying to bring that Obama nostalgia back because that's really what they're trying to do. They're trying to kind of resemble the Obama effect. Mm -hmm. You
0: kind of need to
1: put somebody in there like that, didn't you?
0: So do you think people maybe have the same perception you do that, I don't see him as president, but I could see him as a vice president. So maybe he just wasn't getting the Mm -hmm. momentum and the support he needed because they're not looking at him Mm -hmm. as that presidential contender, even after others have dropped out. Out of the race
1: I've always thought that Him and Kamala Harris I said I told my friend Glenn Reed The a journalist He's probably listening right now I said Well he's auditioning They're auditioning To be vice president <laughs> <laughs> So let's see what happens
0: Because you got to get In front of the people And right. get some type of support So right. that that could be a possibility but, but
1: there was an article Printed right afterwards That said the exact same thing I said That uh, there's a gentleman a Matter of fact I'll print the article On my page later But Um This gentleman said the exact same thing, that they kind of just phased each other out, you know. And uh, she did manage to get up more money than he did. Mm -hmm. She had a lot of donors, and the Senate supported her more, even though she's a newer senator. But, you know, he lasted a little bit longer because he budgeted his money. He didn't try to expand so fast. But I I, I see her, I'm going to be honest with you. Please don't crucify me, ladies. Uh-oh. Wait, uh-oh. I don't see her as a vice president, <laughs> but I see her as a secretary of state. I do. I see her as a secretary of state. Uh, I think Cory Booker. If you had to make the choice of vice president, he would be better because what he does has a, a politician. He's more well rounded. He's dealt with a budget. He's dealt with the city. Uh, he's did pretty well. You know what I mean? She's been more more of a administrator. You know and um, not to say that she wouldn't be do a very good job. Our mayor Lori Lightfoot was an administrator. She never really she never ran for office. I mean, she's doing right. pretty good. But I just think Corey would probably be a better fit.
0: Well, Chicago, let us know what you're thinking. If you're tuned in, give us a call at three one two three seven four eight one three zero. Call us up. Let us know what you think. Could either of them be vice presidential material? Um, and continue to follow us. We're li- live streaming on Facebook. So if you have not been watching, please check out the Facebook. And, of course, you can follow The Kendall Moore Show on Instagram as well.
5: He's hot. He's mannish. But it gets no realer than him. Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690
3: WVOM. Revolution required participation. But sometimes people be hesitating The government must respect the will of the people The government serve the people The people don't serve the government Voting registration with no scope of education. It's a waste of time with no hope. It's just frustration. It ain't no choice when you're picking the voice of a nation. You're just contributing to the status quo's preservation. Plus, we ain't got no universal health care. Who the Kendall oh, Moore Show, Pratt, Friday
0: night on WDOM, 1690 AM. And we are closing out this conversation uh, discussing Cory Booker stepping out of the presidential race. And... He cited that it was basically due to lack of funding. Like, mm-hmm. he just wasn't getting the momentum and support to raise the funds he needed to successfully move forward. And when I think about that, I think about how hard it is for black candidates to get that type of funding, you know, compared to everybody else. Um, is it that when you go into this race, do you go in believing that you will get the money? <laughs>
1: it's about <laughs> to make it to it's the about end, or
0: is it more like playing chess? So maybe you yeah. have an idea that maybe you won't make it to the end, but you want to make sure you're in the conversation. Should you choose to do right. something? Well, you down know, the line. like I said,
1: when you're looking at something like that, to me, he, he was he, like I said, he was interviewing to be vice president. I, I've always thought about that. When you're fundraising, you know, to make money, it's about relationships, what kind of relationships you have with your fellow uh, uh, cohorts, mm-hmm. senators or uh, uh, congressmen or whatever. And plus, you know, other people. You know, what's your relationship with, uh, I know people don't like this, but the lobby, the businesses, they fund a lot too, you know. But and and, then, and that's what keeps you in the game, really. Yeah. You know, you have Yang. Yang basically is funding himself. He has don't he has people like IBM and stuff giving him money, but he's funding himself too, you know, and that's what keeps you in the game. Now, I don't know how Pete Mayor Pete is staying up in there because <laughs> he made twenty four million dollars that last quarter. And I'm trying to figure out how you stand up how, in there. Yeah. And you are a mayor of a small town in indiana you know but i have my conspiracy theorists tell me things uh, so, <laughs> so i'm just trying to figure Will out and I, heard, I heard has i heard story. i heard he i heard, I heard that he has been theory. funded by uh by the clintons and that's how he's been managing to stay up in there because money keeps your name out there right you know when your money dries up you can't pay staff you can't pay for advertising you know that's what keeps you out there it does not necessarily mean you're the most popular person but it keeps you in the game, and I think Corey showed that at least he could budget a little
4: bit better and hang in there in hopes that he might do better. But, you but know. see, here's my question: because you changed it, you said interviewing. At first, you said auditioning. Yeah, well, I, that was insulting. <laughs> and I do for, I no to be
0: insulting. But I do right, feel look, like a lot check of check your tone. Right, Auditioning—that's exactly. a little
4: disrespectful. <laughs> but do a lot of these candidates run? knowing that they won't win yeah, just so that they can audition <laughs> yeah. to be vice president. Yeah. And then my second question is, when you run for president, don't you already have a vice presidential candidate in mind? No.
1: No, well, not necessarily. No, you might have spoken to a few people and they tell you, well, if you get this far, you know, hey. And that's when it comes down to people endorsing you. You know, if a person endorses you, you know, they might want to be the vice president or something in your cabinet, I'm pretty sure. You know, so that's what that comes down to. But you you might have a few people in mind, but in the end of the day, you never know. Like Hillary in 2016, she was going to either endorse Cory Booker or Tim Kaine, Senator out of Virginia. And she ended up endorsing the guy nobody really knew in 2016. Cory Booker was kind of hot then, you know that you knew who he was. You knew he was a new senator, first black senator from New Jersey, and people were paying attention to him. So it was funny that she endorsed this guy, but he might have helped her ascertain more funding to run her campaign. And and that's how we're. I think I'm talking too much. Okay. No, no, I was <laughs> thinking about disappear. your point
0: about about relationships because yeah, I think at the end of the day, we've seen a successful example of course, Barack Obama. So yeah. he did become president. Yeah. And I think that's in large part due to, you know, all of the relationships, and relationships that he, he had. Made, and he was made able to get the support and thus yeah. the funding yeah. Yeah. that yeah. he needed. And he struggled for
1: a hot second too. He was running against Hillary Clinton. You know, but he was able to he was uh, able to get over the top, I guess with his personality, you know, and, and but fact he is the president i think they've spent the most money getting reelected on in history mm. yeah mm. they spent more money on his campaign than any other president wow. in history yeah, his first time around. So,
0: I mean, guess why. It's not easy. I mean, guess why. Guess I mean, why? <laughs> guess why? <laughs> right? what's your what's your theory will? What's your I theory? Mean, you,
4: know. <laughs> you make this sound like a souped up popularity contest.
1: I mean, it is a popularity contest. Is that contest, what it comes down to? You know, yeah,
0: well,
1: you know well, I really it, it shouldn't be. <laughs> it shouldn't be, but when it comes down to it, yeah, and in the long run, you'll see the people who uh the people who really are getting things done, they kind of stay in there. And then you have some who just stay in there too long, but I'm going to leave that alone (laughs) because that's very uh, very controversial here in the city, especially when it comes to some of our leaders. You mean
4: staying in office? Staying
1: in office too long, you know, and staying in office two generations. It's two generations waiting for you to leave, and you ain't going nowhere. You know, so, you know, uh, it is about relationships, and uh, it's a lot that has a lot to do with it. And if I'm not here, if I come if I if I end up missing, y'all please send somebody looking for me. <laughs>
4: That's
1: a joke.
0: <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you didn't name drop, so you're okay. You
1: right. know, he's gone, he's gone, he ain't coming back.
0: <laughs> well much respect to Cory Booker. You know, yep, he's yep. got some things to focus on, uh, with yep. November coming up, so you know Yep. He had to do what what was best at this moment. Well so. let's
1: see what happens. Let's see who uh the front runner Whoever the Democratic Party chooses, let's see who they pick, you know, because that's more important than anything. It's important who you pick as your vice president, yes. too, because they bring something with them. So, yeah,
0: let's see what happens. Yes, well, we're going to wait it out, wait and see. Thank, thank you for tuning in. Again, it is the crew holding it down while Kendall is out. You're listening to The Kendall Moore Show on WBON 1690, and we will be back. Right after this break,
3: it's like a jungle sometimes. I'm at the front of the line. I ain't tripping, but a stumble sometimes. Then I get right back up. Then I get right back up. It's like a jungle sometimes. I'm at the front of the line.
5: You're listening to Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 AM, WVON.
0: Holding it down. I am Sandria. In the studio, we have Netta Beretta and West Side Will. What up, what up? Man, so talking about this presidential um, debate, it's so crazy because a lot of times, you know, we're on the air and sometimes we have to share some really just unbelievable Mm -hmm. stories, crazy stories. And so, a story that just came across our desk. Andrew Yang, which he's another presidential hopeful in in the running right now, his wife, Evelyn, Evelyn Yang, was sexually assaulted by her doctor during her first pregnancy. And I just can't even imagine Hmm. experiencing that type of violation. One, you know, while you're pregnant. But two, you are in this intimate space with somebody that you trust, Mm -hmm. that you are trusting not only your body, but you're trusting your unborn child with, you have a life inside of you. And it's just crazy to me (laughs) that her doctor would take advantage of the situation. And apparently she's not the only one that he's done this to, like, yeah. I'm trying to see if I can find some um, uh, I mean close about what he did
1: specifically. I mean, nine times out of ten, he's did it before. <laughs> if he's, you know, so that's something. Um, I was told that he had also licked her or something like that.
4: Not her. Other women alleged he that, that, that he had other, done that. Other women yeah.
1: alleged that he had did that? Wow. Okay.
4: So... She did say that he had done prolonged breast exams with her, Mm -hmm. um, that he had examined her with no glove. Which, Mm. when I heard that, that's just... It's such a vulnerable place to be in, right? You just have your whole self open to this person, Mm -hmm. like you said, that you trust to take care of you and, in her case, your unborn child. And it's just the ultimate violation, it's, it's beyond me that anyone who can call themselves a medical professional, right. yeah. especially when you chose that specialty, yeah. that your mind would be that filthy that you would violate these women in that way. I'm just, yeah. just so beside myself thinking about that.
0: And it sounds like he was grooming her and I'm assuming other patients that he's done this to. So just kind of starting off with some inappropriate questions and then the questions move to the, you know, prolonged breast exams and just doing different things that you know, aren't appropriate. Mm -hmm. But I think as a woman in that situation, you may not always know how to speak up and advocate for yourself. Um, and that's something that, uh, Evelyn Yang mentioned, you know, she just kind of went with it. Like, you know, you have this feeling like, mm, that doesn't quite feel right. I don't think he should be doing this, mm-hmm. but when you're in that position again, it's those power dynamics. So you have this man, male doctor, he's in this position of power and you know, this is her first pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't really know, okay, what's, too much, what's customary, you know, just completely taking advantage of the situation. So we're curious um, have you if guys, other women have yeah. experienced something like this, because I don't think this is something that happens in such isolated cases. Like, there's so many examples of doctors taking advantage of people, um, whether it's an OB-GYN, a dentist, anything can happen when you are under the, the influence or you're in a vulnerable position. So let us know if you've experienced something like this, um, particularly in Chicago, is this going on the number to call in three, one, two, three, seven, four, eight, one, three, zero.
1: I have to be honest with you. I question, I'll, i I always question any man that kind of wants to do something like that wants to be a ob guy, you know. I think And
6: see I don't look at it as maybe either. it's just
1: me, maybe it's the misogyny. I have a little misogyny in me. But I'm just it saying happens. I'm just saying <laughs> It must be
4: because a lot of women that I know are actually more comfortable.
1: They're more comfortable the, with a I baby. had
4: the same OBGYN for both of my pregnancies and he was never inappropriate with me. Hmm. I was okay. completely I think it makes
0: them almost want to be more careful. Yes. Like if you're a male OBGYN mm-hmm. and you know you know, there's this that male-female dynamic. Like, uh, you might be a little bit more cautious. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I would prefer my, my doctors to be men. I mean, no Have you offense. ever had a
0: woman doctor? Yeah,
1: once or twice. But when I was younger, as far as, like, a teenager or something, now I just, I don't know, I just prefer a man. You know, <laughs> a manly man. A man. <laughs> Um, there goes that misogynist coming out. <laughs> right, a right. Manly man.
4: So more in this article from CBS News that's really disturbing is that he was, the doctor was indicted on six counts, right? But then he took a plea deal. He hmm. did no jail time. He lost his license and was registered as the lowest level sex offender.
0: Oh, wow. And see, that just... So I'm already on it when I hear stuff like that. So earlier this week I saw the movie Just Mercy. Okay. Have y'all seen it yet? I haven't haven't seen it it yet. So Just Mercy is based on a a real life story where you have this young lawyer who just graduated from Harvard. And once he graduated, he wanted to work with um, men who were on death row. Like, can he get these men off of death death row? And so one of his first cases was a black man who was charged with the murder of a white woman. Um I believe they were in Alabama. So of course you're dealing with deep south in the late 80s early 90s. Uh but he didn't do it. He didn't mm-hmm. kill the woman. So Michael B Jordan's character as the lawyer, he's, you know, going through the process of trying to prove this man's innocence and all of the facts, you know, add up that this man didn't do it. But because he's a black man, because somebody needs to pay for this white woman being killed, Hmm. it's just like, you know what? We're going to ignore all the evidence um, and potentially take this man and anyone will do. And so when I hear that, it just brings that to mind that, you know, other races can get a slap on the wrist, do no time, and here you have a situation, one of many, where a black man who wasn't even in the vicinity of the scene of a crime has witnesses, has audio recordings um, from people who actually <laughs> yep. were involved in the crime saying, this man did not do it, hmm. and they still didn't want to let this black man off of crazy. death. row. Yeah. Eh. And it's like, this is... This is America. This is what we have to deal with. Yeah. So he got nothing. This OBGYN just. Just lost his license and registered as a lowest level sex offender.
1: And he's probably practicing in Mexico or something like that. <laughs> I'm serious.
0: Hopefully I'm serious. not. Well, hopefully not. But, you know, I, I'm assuming for him it, it feels like just a slap on the wrist because mm-hmm. he can go and do something else or yeah. do it yeah. in another country. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's and a, we have
0: to fight so hard when we're not even guilty, and clearly this man mm-hmm. is guilty. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious. I mean, if Andrew Yang does make it all the way up through the ranks, will he really kind of push for more legislation, harder sentences? Like if he were in that role mm-hmm. um, as president, I think he's
1: in the top five right now. I think uh, somebody just sent me he's in the top five. So we, let's we'll see what happens. You know. Um, I think that's just another example of harsh over-sentencing as it relates to... Well, that's a, that's the opposite example of right, that. Right, right. You know, it was an article I read earlier this week about a, a black man that got two years for having a cell phone or something like that. He was
4: already in jail and he right, had a phone.
1: Right. Yeah. And they, and they gave him... The judge sentenced him to like an extra two years or something like that for having the cell phone. You know, so... That's just crazy.
0: But historically that happens, right? right? Look, we got our blood boiling up in here. We need to take a break. (laughs) You're listening to the Kendall Moore Show. We will be back right after this break.
5: He's the new kid on the block. He's got the weekends on lock. Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago,
6: 1690 WVON. And I get locked up. They won't let me out. They won't let me out. They won't let me out They won't let me out, they won't let me out. They won't let me out, they won't let
0: me out go They won't let me out Heading up town to It's the Kendall Moore show, WBON 1690 Streaming at WVOM.com and on iHeartRadio. Make sure, if you are not already, please check us out on Facebook. We've got an amazing Facebook page, The Kendall Moore Show. Watch the live stream so you can, first of all, see our, our lovely ensembles. Right? Right? <laughs> We're color-coordinated this week, but, you know, tune in. Get more of the Kendall Moore experience. Get more. You see what I did there? Get more of the Kendall Moore show experience. We are keeping the conversation going. I want to switch gears a little bit. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are still in the news. Yes. This time for a little bit of a different reason. So, of course, last week we were talking about um, they have – they're separating themselves and have stepped down their role um, in the royal family. And so it came out this week that the queen, the queen has spoken. Mm-hmm. Finally. <laughs> and she is feeling away. She's giving her blessing, she's giving her support, um, understanding that, you know, they want to live their own lives and. Do their family their way. So she's giving her blessing, but then she threw a little shade on it mm-hmm. and, and said that she's uh-huh. basically doing this because she feared that Meghan Markle would do kind of like a sit-down tell all interview calling What reveal their character. Would reveal their character as racist. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And when I read that, it's like, so you didn't want her to share she her truth, you to share good <laughs> right? What's really going right. on? Like you're not really giving your blessing, yeah. you know? Like last week we talked about, you know, the power of the P, but I think yeah. they're scared of the power of the T, the power of the truth. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting that she thought Megan would be the one to mm-hmm. do the sit down. She didn't say they. She didn't say them. She specifically called out Megan, And I think that just, again, we put all the blame, all the emphasis Mm -hmm. on the woman, the black woman.
4: Yeah.
1: She done came in there and changed his mind, took him away from his family.
4: I don't think she changed (laughs) his mind. No, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what they're saying. Right, that's what they're,
1: what they're saying. But, I mean, like we talked about this last week that, uh, the British uh, tabloids and everything—the news—talked about her bad, you know. And uh, I don't blame her for wanting to leave, and and that's what it really comes down to. So the Queen was worried that they're going to tell her that she's going to end up. And, and I just wouldn't say, be hey, mad if they
0: happening. did do, yeah, an uncut raw interview, just saying how they feel, because mm-hmm. you're not going to silence. Mm-hmm. Me and I and I love that they specifically said when they broke the news that they were separating themselves. They said that they wanted to be financially independent. So mm-hmm. you can't buy my silence. Yep. So if they want to do a sit, which I'm sure might already be in the works and conversations.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, well, that's the the black businesswoman in her, the black American businesswoman in her. I want to be financially independent, in, right? And I see that. I see that because uh, you know. Harry, their their culture their culture is different, you know. As royals, they basically live, they don't live in the same castle or the same house, so to speak. But you know, that's how the family unit operates. And she just realized while she was there, they wasn't feeling her. They wasn't feeling her like that. There's a lot of things going on and going down. I so said I had some some people who I knew who were in London, and what from what they tell me, they say they really don't like her. Mm-hmm. You know, But it's not that she's done anything. You, you you just have to kind of figure it out. You had a journalist that called her son Archie a chimpanzee, mm-hmm. compared him to a chimpanzee, and then the, the tabloid saying that she's doing things out of this that's not usually done. So, right. Um, there was a picture I saw where she kissed a young black lady's, young black girl's uh, hand. Mm-hmm. She, she bent down and kissed her hand like she was a princess, and they got mad at that.
4: She, this woman just can't
0: well, do, she any can't right do, by do them,
1: anything right. Well, she can't right. They got mad that she did that. So
0: Buzzfeed yeah. published something. I want to say it was yesterday, but they did an article like a side-by-side comparison of news headlines, mm-hmm. um, just showing how Meghan Markle could be doing the exact same thing as another royal wife, but when Meghan does it. Mm -hmm. now it's sensationalized so if she's rubbing her baby bump you know she's doing it why is she rubbing her baby bump so much but then if somebody else does it it's like oh she's almost due it's almost birth time and just looking at I mean when you see it plain as day side by side and you see how the media manipulates mm-hmm. the story yep. of this woman yeah. who literally did nothing to them but that's nothing but new. be black they do that to
4: us <laughs> all the time a, yeah. a young white guy does it and they're being young and having fun and if a black guy does it he's a thug and he's a yeah. vandal <laughs> or, and it's ghetto <laughs> and it's ghetto yep
2: yep so,
4: Think but, about the Cubs game. They were flipping cars and mm-hmm.
0: break. It's, oh, a it's a celebration. Right. <laughs> yeah. But right. the
4: black people do it and it's a riot. It's a riot. Riot, it, looting, I, I, yeah. So that that
1: just means it's the same way, the same way across the pond, right? Yeah. So um with that God, I lost my
4: train of thought. Well, I that's because what? WVON talk isn't about. talking to us tonight. What?
0: Where are y'all calling in? Where y'all Come at talk to us? Look, we're going to give you this number one more time, 312-374-8130. Save it under WVON. Or if you're feeling froggy, save it under Kendall Moore. All right. Like we that. are not responsible for whatever <laughs> happens if you save the number under Kendall Moore. But just to be safe, save us under WVON, 312-374-8130. Call us up. Let us know what you think. Um I hope they do a sit-down yeah. interview. I'm surprised the queen even said that because it's almost like you didn't have to say that. You could have just simply said, I give my blessings. I understand they want to start their family, do things their way. Leave it at that. Mm-hmm. But you want to make it clear yeah. that you feel like this woman would do something vindictive.
1: Yeah, I can't.
0: I, I As if you're not yeah, doing something vindictive strategic. by saying— yeah,
1: and how she puts that out there. If she puts it out there first, yeah, it kind of makes her look bad. But you know what? Here is the thing with that. I was, I was going to say this earlier. You know, I see Harry and Meghan making a, a lot of money. I see them as billionaires and possibly the next. 10 Will, years can you see that
0: for me too? <laughs> look, <can you> see <laughs> most, definitely, right. most
1: definitely, my queen. Tell me more but, of what you see. Right, but we need I need to find see a them prince doing that because <laughs> she knows how to market herself as an actress. Yes. Uh, entertainment she worked in Hollywood she did guest appearances and things and now she signed a, a deal with Disney or with something. Disney a voice over deal yes. so she's using her status to make money and, and you know Harry I can see him doing a clothing line mm-hmm. I can see him doing a cigar line you know or something like that I mean, they're going to make the Kardashians probably look like they on welfare. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: yeah. can see that happening.
1: I can see a TV show, uh, what do you call it? A, a, a TV a show. Reality, like a reality, reality show? show. And well, I, I
0: would be so tuned in
4: for yeah. that. Yeah. We already know they trademarked their name. So exactly. That's a whole She's brand waiting to explode. A whole
1: new level. Man, that's a lucky dude, man. But you
4: know what? The royal family is probably afraid of that because yeah. now all the... The truth comes out. The truth comes out and all the generations to come, now they think they can do Whatever they want to
1: do, yeah. But he still uh, gets to take some money. He still gets to take money with him, though. Mm-hmm. You know, his mother left him a lot of money, and on top of that, they're not going to completely just leave him out there. They need bodyguards. They need, you know, they need certain things. You know, that that people of that status have to have. You know, so they're not going to. They're not going. She's not going to leave her baby out there.
0: Look, they'll be all right. They, right. I think, they're already off to a great start because everybody else is talking and mm-hmm. they you know
1: and you're getting advice from the
0: Obamas they are unbothered oh, yeah. they yeah. are unbothered yeah. so much love to them you are listening to the Kendall Moore show on WBON 1690 we will be back right after the break commissary is getting empty cellmates getting food right out there can't wait to get out and move forward
5: yeah, he said it. It's Kendall Moore, Radio for the Next Generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 W V O N.
0: song was the perfect lead-in, because we get to talk about another amazing black woman who just represented in such a big way this week. I am speaking of Representative Ayanna Presley, who did a huge reveal this week. She did an interview with The Root, Mm -hmm. and she talked about Mm -hmm. how she's been living secretly with alopecia. Um, she had started losing her hair and literally right before um, I believe it was like the Trump impeachment uh, Mm -hmm. decision meeting like the last clump fell out right before she was set to go and speak Mm -hmm. and she did a huge reveal this week of her bald head and it was so empowering just first of all to admit what's happening with you in such a public way because a lot of women particularly black women live with it in silence for years and just wear the wigs do the different things and so for her to come out was just super bold especially when her hair had been such a part it had become a part of her identity because she talked about in this video how she had the senegalese twists and little girls just loved her twist. Like they get to see this woman in a high position and they're like, look, mommy, she has braids like me. And so she kept getting the twist because they had kind of become a part of her identity and just representing for other black little girls. So it's almost like not only she lost her hair, But a little piece of that identity, like, oh, can I still represent Mm -hmm. for the little girls who connected with me because of this hairstyle that I had? But now she's getting even more support, more love, because she is rocking her bald head and saying, you know what? This is something that I'm still getting used to. I'm still making peace with it. I'm in it right now. But she brought us into it who knows to her for that yeah. it's just so amazing. difficult
4: to do things that are not the social norm yeah. especially when she's in such a public position mm-hmm. she can't really hide it so the fact right. that she just had the boldness to say you know what this is who I am this is what I'm going through like you said that's going to empower even more little girls to mm-hmm. say you know what I'm okay how I am and I don't right. need to be a certain way to appease everybody else
1: Yeah, she looks she looks good she's always looked good she looks very beautiful you know with the bald hair there's nothing wrong with that actually i have a friend of mine you just made me think about it a friend of mine this week who somewhat had the same problem i grew up with her and she decided to do that exact same thing she mm-hmm. shaved her head and she looks hot <laughs>
0: okay. and i think because it's not just how you physically look when you do that because yeah. i've never been bald but i've cut my hair like Mm -hmm. all the way down like maybe had an inch Mm -hmm. of hair and you have to have a lot of confidence to just pull it off because it's easy to just shrink within yourself and wonder well do I look like a boy will people talk about me do I always need to keep my earrings on like you just Mm. go through all these mental gymnastics about your hair and, and you so, get all of those and I, you get yeah. with my
4: short hair I've had someone call me sir are you serious <laughs> <laughs> with
0: they, my was just short, they were just they were not joking petty. it was probably shade <laughs> they were know, just petty
4: because you know certain people that say things to be mean <laughs> but I have been called <laughs> sir before when I had my
7: hair real short <laughs> no when I, I remember when I got my hair short like amber rose and I remember I left the crib with a full hair to hair and then later that night i didn't have any hair like my hair was Mm -hmm. short like will and my dad was like oh so i hope this don't mean you're gonna start switching sides meaning like oh you're gonna be a lesbian (laughs) because
0: that's what people said that used to be the stereotype if you have short hair you're either lesbian or you're not going to get a man because you don't have hair
1: well for the record i and this is the truth i like women with short hair i do I do. I think women with short hair look, look very sexy. Not everybody can do it, but I've, I have yet to see a woman that can't do it. You know? So shout out to so her. So maybe everybody Seriously, can do they it. can pull it off. Well,
0: I feel like we might see <laughs> I don't think anybody, a renaissance everybody. of yeah. sorts, maybe. like yes. women, because when I saw she her, was cool. I was like, you know what? Yeah. I might want to be bald. You know, I mean, you know,
1: Michael Jordan started to- a trend 20 years ago. You know you know he but just see said, for, for men so I feel like for men know, it's
0: loses. so different because yeah. you all still get to be distinguished yep. and all of these things whereas women especially if you're in a high profile position mm-hmm. and people are expecting you to show up looking a certain kind of way um, not that it should matter but unfortunately we live in a society where yeah, to some people, it does setting, matter.
1: You, you you ladies are setting new trends and setting the standards. so what can I say? It you is know, my, yeah
4: it's so empowering to just say, yeah. "I'm gonna do this because this is what I like." Whether yeah. it's short hair, long hair, whether it's the braids or the locks or weave yeah. or whatever, do what feels good to you besides what everybody else is telling you you shouldn't do. So thank God for people like her who come out and just say, Mm -hmm. take me how I am. I'm doing it.
0: And our hair has always been political. And on one hand, it's like, okay, we're in 2020. Why is black hair still such a political thing? Like, I believe it was, was it New York who just had to pass a law? Like you can't discriminate Mm, in hiring Mm -hmm. based on, Natural hair, the hair that naturally grows out of our head or doesn't grow out of our head. Mm. Just like, why does there need to be a law for that?
1: Well, there was a a young lady here in Illinois, I think, and it was a little girl. And because she had braids or had her hair braided they would let her take her school pictures. I think she was on the morning show. She was. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, it's, it's just crazy how the, how people That still, we have to fight yeah. to be ourselves but, but, still but in hair 2020. here's defiance, you know, especially when you wear afro. Look, I used to wear afro, believe it or not. <laughs> and I'm telling you. We need you, pictures. The, I, we go do need pictures. on my Facebook pictures. page, you'll see it. And I used to get the the craziest looks from other people who are not black. Some people admired my afro, but some people gave me a lot of attitude. But I still might grow one. I can still—I got a full head of hair. <laughs> yes, my hair do. Will grow back fast. Yes, you know, It might do. be this a little light. My lining is crispy <laughs> right, right now. With a lining?
7: ooh, and a crispy? beard like a chicken. Let me tell you <laughs> I had a—I
1: ma- have a master barber, man. My ha- my afro looks so good; they thought it was a hat. People thought it was a hat. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> they was like, "Is that real?" I was like, "Yes." He would just shape it up, but. Hair is defiance. Well, your natural hair is defiance. And I would tell people, look, don't don't chop off your crown. That's you. You know what I mean? But
4: even if you chop it off, it's still you. It's still you, but... But you know even what the It's more, is, is more the, you. The symbol
1: when people, when people who are not black see your hair, they look at you as a, a, you're in defiance. You're a defiant person. You know, they think of the 70s, the black power movement, the movies they see. I'm serious. It's still being stereotyped like that.
4: So then to that to that end, with women, when Mm -hmm. we cut our hair off, because society tells us we're supposed to have long, straight hair, when we chop it off or we go natural, then that's considered defiance as well. Now you're a rebel or you're Mm -hmm. a lesbian or Mm -hmm. you're just you know, just because and the problem is what's considered normal is giving certain people entitlement to tell us how we shouldn't wear our hair Mm -hmm. when that's how it grows out of our head So why is it normalized for the way that their hair grows, but we have to conform to their standards when this is what was given to us?
0: And we internalize because I remember when I first went natural in 2002. And so this was before all of the natural hair craze. We didn't have all the blogs and celebrities rocking their natural hair. Like this was when chopping your hair off, being natural, was still kind of, oh, my God, what are you doing? You need a perm. And I did it the month before my college graduation. And I remember being so worried. At first I was worried about how how am I gonna look when I put my graduation cap on, am I gonna look like a boy? And then I was worried, as my hair started to grow back in its natural state, what would that look like for me trying to get a job as a new college grad, as a young black woman, and here I am showing up. At the time I was wearing like an Afro puff. Mm -hmm. And it was neat. It was, you know, I had it slicked back. You know, like, it was very neat, well-kept, all of that. But having that fear about how will I be received going into Mm -hmm. interviews. And that shouldn't even be a thought. Right. That's I should be able to go in, be confident about my qualifications, my skills, all of that. But I was in such trepidation about my hair. And then when I started locking, I experienced it all over again, like, wondering, how are they receiving my hair? See, you fulfilling, first of all, you're fulfilling Kendall's sure. shoe.
7: the fact that you use the word trepidation. <laughs> yeah, Kendall been rubbing up on you. No, but um, I definitely agree when I cut my hair. Um, it was after uh, my college graduation. Mm. I was like, you can't tell me nothing. I got a degree. I'm free. Right. All this debt. <laughs> uh, but, no, I think about my hair and, like, when it comes to dating or when it came to pageantry because I started growing my hair back right, in 2016, I was just like, man, you know, somebody with some long bundles is going to win the it's passion. No win, right. And she did, but <laughs> but my hair had nothing to do with it. But, you know, you go through those questions with yourself of, like,
0: oh, will I right. be judged or?
7: So even America, with the,
0: was yeah. it the Miss Universe? So she has the short. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, cut. everyone was going, yep, yep, Like, yep. it looked amazing. Yep, and so yeah. maybe we're starting to make some leeway against having to worry about how right. we'll be received. Like, can people mm-hmm. see past the hair yep. and see who we really are? But
4: So on the one hand, with that law, it's unfortunate that a law had to be passed. Right. But I do think it's a step in the right direction that they see that this is something that is an issue that mm-hmm. we need to speak out about and stand up for these people who... Mm -hmm. Are just wearing their hair the way that it grows out of their head. How ridiculous is this conversation? But the fact that someone has actually brought attention to it, and now you can be confident in getting the job because I have my afro or I have my braids. Right, I have have my my short fade. Absolutely. A lot
1: of that has to do with corporate America too, though. Like you ladies were saying, uh, jobs and everything, they expect your hair to be processed and long and, you know. I honestly think there was a couple of opportunities I didn't get because I wore afro at the time. So,
7: yeah, the so, lady from we'll,
0: TGIF. Um, TGIN. You. TGIN, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, she well, had hold mentioned. that thought. We, oh. We'll come back to that right after the break because I do want to hear about TGIN. Again, you are listening to The Kendall Moore Show on WVON. We will be right back after this break.
5: Woo-wee! Yeah, he said it. What? I thought you knew. Don't you dare touch that dial. It's Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON.
4: You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to...
0: back you are listening to the kendall moore show wbon 1690 call in and reprimand kendall for not being here today <laughs> but call in no seriously get into this conversation we really do want to know have you experienced any type of discrimination because of how you chose to wear your hair um right before the break of course we were talking about Representative Ayanna Presley, who did her big reveal this week um, that she has one alopecia and that she has a bald head, and of course, powerful and transformative. Will, you shared that mm-hmm. you have actually experienced alopecia yourself? Yeah, I had two before big you spots had the crispy line.
1: Before I had the crispy lining, man. This is yeah. I had two big spots in the back of my head. I worked for uh, a group home at the time. Uh, I don't want to sit a group home because I want to, you know. But I was a counselor at a group home. And, I, you know, it's a, alopecia is about your nerves. So y'all know what I'm saying out mm-hmm. there, right? Your, they was on my I had nerves. You stressed
4: out, huh? <laughs> All but I the went way to the stressed doctor
1: out. And the doctor said, look, there's really nothing we can do. You know, he gave me a vitamin shot, but that was about it. And it's just about you. you, you it's got to come back on its own. So wow. it took it about a, a year, a little bit over a year to start growing. But I had two big patches and I would just get my hair cut as low as I could.
0: You said over a year to start growing back? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a heartbreaking condition. I have some girlfriends who are living with alopecia and it's it's heartbreaking because if you can't camouflage it, Mm -hmm. if you don't want to wear the wigs or you're tired of wearing the wigs and you're just going through so many emotions and all the mental gymnastics that that comes along with it Um, which i'm sure is very similar for men it's
1: especially hard for women you know we can cut like i said i can cut my hair is like a low haircut like i got now it'll still look kind of crazy but they expect men to have low haircuts for you ladies my heart goes out to you because i can imagine what she was going through you know what i mean so
4: Going back to this corporate culture, yes. they need to focus on some other things besides natural hair. Can we talk about people who do not wash their clothes when they come into the office? Wait, uh-huh. uh-oh. Body odor coming into <laughs> the office. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unprofessional conduct in the office. Yeah. You have well, experienced
1: all right. of that.
0: Right. Harassment in the workplace. Yeah, I've
1: experienced all of that. <laughs>
0: but I've you want to be worried about somebody's hair. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I've uh, I've experienced everything you just said. I haven't done it, but I knew people. Let me find out she went into the office musty. No, 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 <laughs> no, not me. Trust me. He said me. I've experienced Trust all of those no, right. you, will, you will never find anybody out there that will say that and be truthful about me. <laughs> okay.
4: Well, that's good because you you dapper today. I'm always on point. I'm all, I,
1: I dress like this every day. Every day.
4: We need to start doing the outfit of the I'm day for point. Will. For Will.
1: Okay, you know I <laughs> for mean? his sweater. You know, yeah. They need a, just their I'm own Instagram. I'm a more refined gentleman. I have an image to maintain. <laughs> That's what's going on. I be sitting in the office with a few big shots. I gotta look yes. like I got some potential. All
0: right, know? he's but. auditioning too, right? Like, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like Cory Booker. <laughs>
4: exactly.
0: He's getting his audition on. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, but all that stuff you just mentioned, when it comes to the hair and corporate culture, because when you think about it, when you read those articles, that's. Those are the main people who are complaining at their jobs, talking about your hair, you shouldn't wear your hair mm-hmm. like this and wear your hair like that. you know. And it's wrong, without a doubt. But uh, Afro, your natural hair is defiant to them. Psychologically, yeah. it's black power. Black like, power movie. You shouldn't be proud like that.
4: Isn't blackness defiant to them? It, 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 it is. Anything it that is. you do to be proud of being
0: black is defiant right, to them.
4: Right. But wearing your hair a certain way, to,
1: to some people means that you've conformed to them completely.
0: Well, I just remember the story. There was a news anchor, a young black woman news anchor who had gotten her hair braided and it just caused a serious uproar yes. at her job. Yeah, It's like, but these are braids. This is just a style and aesthetic. This has nothing to do with how mm-hmm. she delivers the news or anything. It doesn't take away from her professionalism, mm-hmm. but you but know, to God, God forbid you you rock some braids for your newscast. To your point that you made earlier, though, let Kim Kardashian
4: do it. And right. now they're yep. boxer braids. Yep. Now wow. it's chic yep. you know, right. and fashion forward. Mm-hmm.
1: It used to be a point where now you're seeing a lot of white guys wearing fades and stuff. You know what I mean? It used to be you go into the military and they would, you know, they give them the box cut and that. be. But now that's the thing for white guys. i noticed this in the last... 15, maybe 20 years, like John B and all them guys. Y'all remember John B? <laughs> uh-huh. Y'all remember I John, B? Yeah. John, John B? John B. I, I still like, rock oh, I some John I still rock some John B. What are the songs he got besides? I think he was just that City oh, yeah. Y'all know what I'm talking mm. about. You see White Chocolate out there, he done got it faded up. I be in the barbershop, they be getting it cut up With like
7: some neck that. tattoos? Ooh, you
1: Wait, know so,
2: no. You know,
1: so, but, you know, but. Like I said, hair is everything. It's politics and hair. I remember a class that I took
0: like that. It's extremely political, so I'm glad to see her rocking it. And even before the break, we mentioned TGIN. So uh, Christina, Christia, sorry, Christia Donaldson, who created TGIN, um, had hair loss due to um, breast cancer. And so I think just seeing women in positions of power... uh, Rocking the baldness, like it's just powerful. Absolutely super, super yeah, powerful. I
7: remember um, working for a charter school network and it was known for being super, super, super strict. Excuse me. I remember working for a charter school network and people made a big deal that the CEO had like purple hair and like it was, uh, it mm-hmm. was cut short, real mm-hmm. nice. And that was like right after she had that right after they announced that they won't get in trouble for covering for not covering up their tattoos. Mm-hmm. So it definitely. Um, it speaks volumes when, like, not only people make statements with their hair, but people on leadership, yes. to your point. Yes. Absolutely. Yes.
0: Like, I love to rock your, your colorful hair, your locks, your tattoos, because that should—it gives you an indication of, you know, your personality, things like that, but it doesn't take away from your— professionalism your work ethic your contributions exactly and people should be able to walk around and feel free most of the time when we're at work especially if you're black you Mm. have to you know deal with the code switching and all these other faces and masks that you have to put we don't need another mask (laughs) for the hair like let this be one thing that we can just put to the side and just walk in be ourselves and rock it unapologetically and Thankfully I was able to get jobs after college, so <laughs> <laughs> my natural hair did not hinder me. Um but I think there's always that fear in yeah. the back of my mind because yeah. every every company is different. Even That's locks
1: at one point. Now oh, they more yeah. accepting of that now. But but,
0: but when yeah. you get in the office, they can't wait to touch your hair.
2: Right.
0: I when my locks were longer, my first set of locks, and I would do these hair shows and I would have all these elaborate hairstyles. I would come into work sometimes with my I call it my, you know, modeling hair mm-hmm. because I may have had a show the night before and I mean immediately they would just flock it. You know, we want to touch it and yeah. how did you do that? And it's so oh my gosh. So, you know, they're intrigued by it, but that's the thing. They're intrigued by us.
7: How yeah. you make your hair like that? I mean, how you so- make <laughs>
0: <laughs> <How> you, <laughs> like you in the kitchen whipping it up with yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> no,
7: um I'm reading the book Small Doses by Amanda Seals and Ooh, yes. Yes, um she said that someone um opted out of explaining what they have to do over the weekend cuz we know like, oh, you got to do your hair. Oh, you busy, sis. That's a whole process. But she said she ended up saying nothing chilling because she didn't want to have to explain the whole conversation yes. of doing you so. You don't want to go through it. Yeah. Like no wait, like, or people say oh, I gotta get my hair done, like box braids, and they'll be surprised. Like, oh, how long did it take? Eight hours. <laughs> <That's> right.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember dropping a young lady I used to date off at the hair, uh, the hair braiding place, and she said, "Look, I'll see you this evening." And that right, was I'll, I'll text went, you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I remember getting micros one time, and it took about twelve hours. Yes, Micro long- twelve to 15. Oh, okay. 12 oh, to fifteen. So. So yeah, why they throwing all this
4: shade? It takes so much effort to make your hair look and like. And we
0: rock it. And we look good. Absolutely. And we're still winning on the job. Yeah, yeah. Can't stand it.
1: I mean, me, for a guy, 30, 40 minutes in the chair, that's it. <laughs> you know.
0: Must the, be nice. Yeah. But if it feels well, good to get cut really, up, I'm not going to lie. Really? And these just textual. So when we come back, we are getting ready for the brrr, lit round table. Stay tuned in. You're listening to The Kendall Moore Show, WDON 1690. We will be right back after the break.
5: You're listening to Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation, on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 AM, WVLN. Moore, Time to have more today. Kendall Moore, nightcap.
3: Yeah. Kendall Moore. nightcap. We fight back. It's in our way. Our impact's so crucial, so great. We all play a part. We all got something to say. Time to have more today. Kendall Moore, nightcap. Fight back, it's in our ways Our impact, so crucial, so great We all play a part, we all got something to say Same song, same one, different day We always triumph in the world full of hate Bygones, be bygones, can't focus yesterday and more to today, and more to today Same song, same one, different day We always triumph in the world full of hate Bygones, be bygones, can't focus yesterday and more to today, and more to today Time to have more we back. It's in our way impact so crucial, so great. We all play a part. We all got something to say. Time to more day. back. our ways. impact so crucial, so great. We all play a part. We all got something to say. Time more we back. It's in our ways. impact so crucial, so great. We all play a part. We all got something to say. Tina had more time. can this and nightcap and fight back, it's in our ways. I
4: impact, so crucial, cool. so great. We all play a part. We all got something to say. Welcome back to the Kendall Moore Show. This is Netta Baretta. You know what I'm saying? You gotta teach me how to roll my eyes. <laughs> I got I, you. How my name I burr, got you, yeah. <laughs> I can't we even you. say it.
1: I took Spanish and I could never do that, man. My it's, lips
2: are just suck.
1: That's when you fail the test.
4: You can't <laughs> even roll the R's. Yeah. This is the Kendall Moore Show. We are at the lit round table. W V O N, you left us hanging today. We wanted to hear from you. Call in. Talk to us. We love y'all. We want to hear from you. The number to call 312-374-8130. Call. So right now oh. we're going to we're going to talk about <laughs> this new short film or short animated film that was nominated for an Oscar.
0: How huge is that? It is so
4: big. So Oscar Love. It's a former NFL player and he made a short called Hair Love.
1: And we were just talking we about We were just hair, talking too.
4: about hair. The beautiful thing about this is it's about a black father doing his daughter's hair. Yes. And yes. I know within the last couple of years, there have been a lot of viral videos with fathers doing daughter's mm-hmm. hair. But what he really wanted to showcase, which is so important, is that it's not an anomaly. Right. There are black there are fathers, black fathers <laughs> who take who care of their kids. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I want to touch on that a little bit. The black fathers in the
0: family. yeah, A black family unit. Well, I just think it's dope. Because, of course, we know the history of the Oscars and, you know, they don't always show love to either black films, black filmmakers, black actors. And so Mm -hmm. to see that this animated movie is nominated for an... Like, he had to be at home just doing (laughs) laps around the house when he heard that... um, After a career switch. Yes, did a career switch. So apparently he... After he retired from the NFL, Mm -hmm. moved to L.A. 13 years ago and worked his way up. He literally started as a production assistant, um, you know, doing just the menial jobs. And so to see that he's worked his way up, really just honed his craft, and now he's able to put on the main stage black hair. It's so good. Black hair, fatherhood. Thirty-eight it's,
4: years young, and so yeah, you said that a lot of times they talk about how the black people got snubbed. Right. So I think it's so key. That like we an need to be
0: just shouting
4: we, this. Out. Absolutely, let's not just make headlines when we get snubbed. It's let's talk animated. about our successes. It's animated, yes, yeah. it's an
0: animated short, and I've actually seen this, and it's super oh, really? cute. Okay. And I feel like it's true to life. I remember being a little girl, and my mom was dating a gentleman, and he was really the one who. Spent time teaching me <laughs> how to do my hair, how to iron clothes, like just how to do basic things. But that was just kind of his lane. Hmm. And it's not unusual for fathers to kind of pick up that load with their with their little girls. And in this story, um, the creator, Matthew Cherry, he's not even a dad. He's not even a dad. But he wanted to highlight those kinds of stories. Black Dad Excellence, Black Dad Excellence, Fatherful Lives. Yes, yes, Ooh, yes. that's not original. That was some, <laughs> like,
7: someone I found heard down on the radio. But instead of <laughs> people always want to harp on like, "Oh, fatherless lives." No, let's talk about the fatherful lives.
0: Fatherful, yes, that's real because yeah, we'll we'll hear all day long about fatherlessness. What what black men aren't yeah. doing, and here we just have a prime example of a brother who not only himself is doing amazing things but he's showcasing a part of black lives that we don't always see so well, I've
1: never Super. had to, I, I only have one child it's a boy, and I, I take a You never had to experience, but no you nieces. you, no. you say no, only
4: one. That's such a huge impact. You impacted a whole other life yeah. on this planet. Yeah. And I'm sure you love your son. Yeah. You take care of your He's son. He's probably listening now. You're not What's a, up, knucklehead? You're not <laughs> a deadbeat dad. <laughs> like, they try to make it seem like all black dads don't take care of their kids. Oh, yeah. The president I mean. didn't even know that it wasn't mostly black people on welfare. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> they... Yeah. They try to spin it as if we, exactly, exactly. We know we are taking care of business. So for the, for it to be nominated for an Academy Award, that's the highest esteem. It's that's huge. Like mm-hmm. that
0: would make me want to tune in just to see the, it and support best animated Award. short. Academy yeah, Academy Award. Okay, like that. That that, that, would, that would be see. worth watching. Why you keep reiterating? Hopefully, that? that's Cause cause it's, a, a sh- it's a short it's an and animated, not a full no, animated.
4: <laughs> no, but that's that's still good. That's <laughs> yes, it absolutely that's great. I
1: just want to be. Uh, more descriptive. I don't want people to think this nominated his best right. film, but it's the best animated sure. film. In, in that category. category. Yeah, in that category, it was. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. he will still be able to put an Oscar on exactly. his mantle <laughs> should exactly. he win. It's so
4: many different stereotypes that he breaks through with that, though, because mm-hmm. he used to be an NFL player. He's not just a dumb jock, right? Yep, right. He and actually he had a plan, something. exactly something impactful. Will your what? son? He plays sports.
1: He used to play sports. My son was a uh, baseball player and a basketball player. He got recruited. The uh, Diamondbacks' uh, hitting coach came to look at him uh, some years ago and asked him to come to camp. And he told me, Dad, I I don't want to play baseball anymore. I just want to go be academic. So he went to college. He became the valedictorian at Lewis University. He went and studied over in London. Yeah. That's yep. awesome. And, Studying and abroad. He's a good athlete. He could hit a ninety mile per hour ball, but he gets that from his uncles. Cause my brothers played baseball and they was really good. You know, so he didn't get that from me.
4: Uh, a <laughs> shout out to you though that yeah. he had the the confidence in your relationship yeah. that he would tell you, "No, Dad, I don't want to play sports." Yeah, Cause how many yeah. fathers are like, "You're gonna be an athlete. You're gonna be a yeah. professional." He said, "I want to do school."
1: You know, I, I always. Gave
4: him a lot of options to
1: do things and just told him he could do whatever he wanted to do. But I never tried to say, Well, you're gonna do this, you know. I just made sure I uh put a lot of things on his plate and then he made he makes the choice. So he's uh in aviation and he flies planes mm. and he does a lot of
3: stuff, all right? Yeah, because Lewis
7: is known for that, yeah, for doing yeah. that. So. yeah, question What do you think it means to be a black dad and how do you? How do you feel like your worldview and your parenting skills are influenced by you being
1: black? Oh, wow. I tell my son this all the time. I say, man, you make me look good. (laughs) You (laughs) you make me look good, boy. You know, um, I I could just tell you, you know, your children are a reflection of you. You Mm -hmm. know, and uh, if they do well in life or if they're even— you know, we all have a different definition of what well is. You know, but if they're doing good, you know, they're working, they're striving. Then you did a good job. You know Absolutely. what I mean? You you planted that seed in them. You know, so that's really what it's about.
4: This with this short, I think it's really important that he calls out a different aspect of fatherhood. Right. The fact mm-hmm. that he is doing his daughter's hair, mm-hmm. and like you mentioned about doing laundry or. Mm-hmm. There's still so many gender roles associated exactly, with parenting. Exactly, it's okay for a father to do his daughter's hair. It's okay right. for him to cook dinner. Yeah, it's right. It's okay for Pick the mother from to school. be the career person. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Why do we have to say, you yeah. know, you're the dad, so you have to go to work, and mom has to stay home barefoot and pregnant? Because yeah. the fact that a story
0: like that could go viral, you know, I'm glad it went viral, but it's almost like, why, why should that be viral? Uh, a black father doing. His daughter's hair. Yeah. But we just don't well, see you know it with the, enough. All the we stereotypes don't see it enough.
1: Your, your daddy in jail. Right. You know, your daddy a dead bee, Right. Know, we've had to endure this like ladies, we've got to keep celebrating you it. You know, but you are just it's a just a, a genre change. It's a thought change, you know, and, and we're starting to see, you know, things like that. I'm pretty sure if I had a daughter, I would be doing the same thing. I got a lot of these. So, but I never had to braid their hair. They always had somebody to braid their hair, but I'm pretty sure I'd be doing the same thing. And I
0: think it gives men courage to, you know, step up in that way because maybe some men are afraid to start trying to do their little girl's hair because it's like, I have no experience with little girl's hair. So, it is daunting.
4: 'Cause you want her to look cute. Right. You know, you don't want to say, Oh, my daddy did my hair and they're like, I can we tell. We can, <laughs> yeah. yeah. can tell I can tell. <laughs> I
7: have a friend from media school, um, and he like he co parents with his daughter's mother and he gets her on the weekends and he was like, That's the one thing I, I make sure she looks nice because that's what kids get picked on for their p- appearance. Exactly. And then just thinking about the relationship between my dad and myself, like I was raised like, Oh, you stay out of your dad's way, cover up like, he works, be quiet, because he's sleeping. So the imagery... Old school. Old school. Like, you stay out the way. If you... You must have did something really bad if you come in contact with your dad. With your so, dad yeah. So yeah. to have a short film, what would you say? Yeah, a short film about a man doing his daughter's hair, like, that shows, like, oh, this is parenting. It's not a dad yes. thing, a mom yeah. thing. It's, mm-hmm. like, you make this child, like, take an active role into your parenting, so... Yeah.
1: Shows that you care a lot about your child to even do something that that's really personal. You know what I mean? Something that traditionally the mother or even the, the aunt or the girlfriend, you would ask the girlfriend, could you braid her hair for me? Or something. Right, right. You know right. what I mean? So, yeah.
7: Because the only way my dad intervened with my sisters and I getting our hair done was when, I, I'm not tender-headed, but when my sisters would be crying. My dad would just jump in like, I love him. But he he I like I saw
1: your picture of your daddy and you on Facebook. I saw that. I was uh, like, Oh, okay. And,
7: uh, I'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> and um he tries to control situations by force. So the only time he got involved with our hair was when he would like come save the day when my
4: mom was hurting our hair. Okay. Like we'll be crying like, Oh my god, blah, blah. Deb like, What are you doing? Well, speaking of situations of force and segueing, we got another NFL player in the headlines that we want to talk about. So we'll be right back after this break. This the Kendall Moore Show.
5: Kendall Moore will be right back on the Talk of Chicago 1690 WVLN.
4: to the Kendall Moore Show at the Lit Roundtable, WVON. Make sure you check us out on social media, the Kendall Moore Show on Facebook and Instagram. Tune in to our live feed so you can see us as you hear us. Number to call, 312-374-8130. You know who wished they hadn't shown so much love? Ooh.
0: Uh oh. <laughs> <Okay>. Uh oh. Odell. <laughs> yeah.
4: Odell Beckham Jr. Oh. Okay. So he was at a Clemson and LSU game. And apparently, from the video, he slapped the security guard on the butt. You know how players yeah. do they right. slap.
5: Mm. I don't but think The that security was good guard move. is
4: not a player. He was not feeling it. They actually issued an arrest warrant for him.
1: That's a, that's a overkill, but I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Even if I'm playing football with you, I don't don't, you know, <laughs> don't smack me.
4: <laughs> I you. never
0: really understood that. It's always rubbed me the wrong way. No pun intended. It's rubbed me the, wrong way. No yeah. yeah. rubbed me the yeah. wrong way. But yeah. you know that's customary sports,
4: and I don't understand why. So even taking sexuality out of it, right? You're touching me in a very personal place. Why are you doing that? Why can't you slap me on the shoulder, on the back, See, high five? I-
1: it's really supposed to civilize. You know how the guys, uh, like the cowboys, used to slap the horse. <laughs> when we played balls, when we played ball basketball, they, they, what, what's the saying that we used to use? We have a, uh, oh God, it's we, we have a whip. You know that's mm. mean, that means you have guys on the team that are great. there, so good, we're gonna beat everybody. So we got a whip, and and that's the thing. The whip is your them on the butt. Good, you scored that. You know, you scored. You hit that shot, bam! But here's the thing, like he's a horse. Yeah, I that's what, yeah, that's what we say. You Jump know, I don't know if they it. still use that <laughs> Right, term, but, or whip like know, a slave, when I like when where? Said, man, we got a whip going. A whip means that, ha, you know, we could play. And we were beating everybody on the court that day. So, you know, you would occasionally get a smack on the butt. But, you know, I'm like this. Man, don't smack me on my butt, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, look, no, just just tap me on my shoulder. Right, and, and then
0: in this case, it <laughs> wasn't job. a teammate. Like, you're acting right. way too familiar. Yes. Yeah. with this guard who apparently like went into the room to reprimand them for, you know, smoking, whatever they were doing. And don't don't hit yeah. me. He's Absolutely. not your team he's, he's not, not your teammate. I'm not on your team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like. he was already in a bad
4: mood. You right. can see the look on his face. He was not right. playing. So here you come, popping people on the butt. <laughs> no. And then also he potentially getting the players in trouble because it
0: seems like he was handing out cash. Which is definitely a no no. Who provided oh. the tape? Who? Well, where did the tape know. come from? It looks like a player.
4: It, <laughs> it looked like it a could, candid it shot like a, from a bribe. player on the team. This was after the game, so it could mm-hmm.
1: it could look like a bribe. You know? I don't
4: think he intended to catch him though. He was already just recording, and then that, that happened. happened. And yeah. Then, yeah,
1: yeah, but I'm, but he shared it though. Yeah,
4: he shared. did share it, but it's more than just a bribe. They press charges. Yeah. So is, so is the guard doing too much by pressing charges, or was Odell doing too much by hitting him? Which one? I,
1: I think they're both doing too much, but okay. you never know what happened after that. You never know what they said to each other. Right. You know, he might have got smart mouth with him or something afterwards, like, man, don't hit me. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, you know, he's like, well, I'm going to press charges on you. I doubt if anything will come from it. But we'll see what happens. Unless he was damaged.
0: Cause was the smack on the butt the same type of smack that you would give a player? Like it wasn't a I'm trying to be confrontational. You hit know, you? Try, it's right. a
4: exactly a it was, sports.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like good looking out, right? Good looking it was out, a camaraderie,
0: right? Uh, because they're trapped up in the moment, the celebration, exactly. and. Hey. But of all the people in the locker room, that's the one that you choose to hit. Yeah. Wow.
7: Hella booty everyone. <laughs> not
0: the Not the
7: best look. Not the best choice. Not at all. Fun fact no. about me, I used my Uh-oh. siblings used to say I used to like when I was a little kid, I used to like walk around and smack people's butts. Like for whatever reason. What? I, was, I just what? used to do that. Like, I guess what they were in my Uh-oh. way. Okay.
4: <laughs>
2: Jared is yeah, looking right. like <laughs> That says a lot.
7: But today, as a 27 year old, I'm all about boundaries and consent culture.
4: That's what I'm look. Consent culture. Okay. Clean it up. So it could bring some charges with it. There's like some fines that could be associated, some jail
0: time. I think it's just a reminder you can't play with everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, you. I mean, you you gonna really send
1: the guy to jail for that, or is he gonna go see a psychiatrist and say he can't sleep and? Oh, that's I, I don't know, you know we, what I mean? because that's what they
4: do. They we take already it to the talked extreme, about, you know?
0: we already talked about stricter punishment right. for us because he might so. run this all the way up the chain of command. And yeah. then what? I mean, it's already in the
1: news. You know what I'm saying? Because you like, have to. I'm not a lawyer, but I would, I would think you have to show that some damage was done,
4: right? No, not necessarily. Because the charge is battery. Just the fact that he hit him is a charge. Okay. okay. I wish the same energy was toward women who
7: experience sexual assault on a regular basis. You gotta have all the evidence, all the things, and well, you were wearing something really tight, and you know, like I saw a meme. Yeah, I saw a meme about um, about officer with tight pants and like drawing attention to her butt. But that was, that,
1: right. like that was just uniform. her butt, right? Like
2: that's <laughs>
7: just her. Like this
4: is just my. And that's hair. her uniform, this is her. right?
0: She didn't go and get some leggings and wear leggings on the job. This is, yeah. but that happens with, especially black women. I'm sure Latina women as well. Just if you're a school teacher and you, if you're putting on your, you know, semi-professional casual clothing, your body is your body, your shape is your shape. But yeah, because teacher bay. Yeah,
7: mm-hmm. yeah. Same. I think she was a second grade. Oh, teacher. Oh, you
0: talking about that
1: that picture with that that meme with that teacher? Yeah, she the had like skirt. the pink. No, it was a pink dress. It was a pink dress, and they were
7: like, "Oh, she's overdressed." But it was it was like a short sleeve dress that was form
4: fitting.
1: Oh, you're talking about the other teacher who they they tried to kick her out of the school or something, mm-hmm. right? But
4: yeah. she was just shapely. When you, you have when you're voluptuous like that, you got curves. It's
0: hard to hide that. Everything about us is political. Just going back to what we talked about. It could yeah, be the hair, our shape. We can't help it. What what do you want people to do? What do right. you want women to do? So yeah, but,
4: but historically black women have been over sexualized.
1: Yeah, you have. But you know, I'm okay. So here's the thing. When you twerk it on the uh Instagram Don't act
4: like it's only black women <laughs> that twerk. Look. You're right.
1: But this is any woman. When you twerk it on Instagram, you're gonna attract the wrong type of guys. You're not gonna try See. I understand, this is how I understand it from a man's perspective, and I've really thought about this. Women don't dress for men. They dress for other women. I do understand that, but it's okay if you attract the kind of man you want while you're dressed a certain way.
4: Or women dress for themselves. That's what I'm that. saying.
1: Yeah. Okay, so number three, it's okay <laughs> if you <laughs> attract a man. This is what I'm thinking, ladies. Please, please, don't, don't crush
4: me. But this is what I'm thinking. But so you correct can be, me if I'm wrong. You can now. be a nun, buttoned up, and still be sexually harassed. So and I it think it's matter.
0: okay if you and you want to twerk. If you're a professional too. woman who wants to twerk, like I don't think we need to police girls or women for expressing themselves. Right. I agree with you. Like, I love a good, be, be righteous and ratchet. Get, hey. Do a good twerk. Like, why not? Like, do well, it. Just but don't, with a that, 16 uh, count. But tracks. it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't mean tracks. that I'm attempting to invite a certain type of attention. Maybe I, I just want to get my twerk on and.
4: You could be a wallflower and still attract the wrong type of person. What did I this security guard do to attract that butt slap? <laughs> <laughs> he he was just trying to do his, do his job.
0: Just trying to do his job. Put it in my face, <laughs> right
4: here Reach out. Sometimes reach out, people out. just don't know what to do with their hands. Uh, yeah.
0: hands, yeah. exactly. hey, you hands. Hands got a little handsy. Yeah, put your hands on. on you, you, know, know, you, know.
1: you know. But I, uh, on a on a job that I worked at some years ago, there was a young lady that had that same uh situation. And it's she came to me crying about mm. how she was mistreated, and I told her what to do, and they ended up firing her. Oh, mm-hmm. no. Worst so you advice, got her fired? I gave her good advice, but because she, you know, did it, because she took my advice, which was human resources, right? you know, because when you're crying and, you know, you're coming to me, I'm going to tell you, hey, I think you need to go tell them about this mm-hmm. it, she was the one to lose her, her job, job. Yeah. yeah so my heart goes out to you ladies i sympathize see i'm in touch with my family. look at uh,
0: it's, it's, look it's, why is it, it got to be young. It's, the, it's the collared. it's the collared shirt he so, put on today no. with the sweater i got a I'm, problem
4: with that I'm though. for you ladies you perpetuating the whole stereotype why is that the feminine side to be emotional um it, or, Empathy. No,
1: empathetic. no, that's not it. I'm, 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 I'm empathetic towards your cause. Uh-huh. I'm not emotional. I understand you. See, or I attempt to. But why is that? I am, I in I am touch with
0: the
4: feminine side. I'm, in, I'm Why is that not in touch with your human side? You're actually,
1: you're, you're actually right. Nedley.
4: Look at, <laughs> look at you, but you know okay. what? Okay. You're, Mendo, right. Right. Right.
7: You're, like, you're right. Help me. Right. <laughs> you're right. No, but I do appreciate you bringing up that point of her getting fired because I remember I think it was a conversation. We were talking about someone with sexual assault. Um, I think it was Tavis Smiley, and it was mentioned something along the lines, but why women don't come out as yeah. openly right. yeah. about certain things. like, right. oh, my job's in jeopardy. So
1: Right, and, and that was some of the things she talked to me about, too. Mm-hmm. Um, she she was worried about what was going to happen to her. And, yeah, they eventually did harass her out of her job. They harassed her out of her job.
0: Well, she needed to be out of that. That sounds yes. like a toxic environment and even if they had looked into that situation there probably would have been other things that they would have Mm-hmm. Try to put on her, so yeah.
4: But I hope that she took away from that that life
0: goes on. Oh, she's so, doing well.
4: Right, she went
1: right into a really, really great job. Right? Look, so, so, so
4: we're we
2: LinkedIn
1: buddies together. i said will I'm doing this. I'm like that's great. So that's people awesome. won't be afraid
4: to speak up because right. a lot of time it's fear. What's going to happen? Or what will they say? Will they believe me? Speak mm-hmm. up for yourself.
1: Yeah, and and sometimes corporate culture they're going to take uh they're going to take the persons. Well, they claim they don't, but they actually do. They will take the person who is actually the assaulter for the simple fact that they want to protect the company. Because if they admit that this person has done something wrong, now you can sue them or something. It's a possibility of that. So nine times out of ten, they might discipline that person, but then they got to get rid of you. Right. (laughs) That's what they'll tell you. Right. They might get rid of you.
4: They get rid of, mm. but do they get rid of both people? So that's the thing. Don't just fire me, and I'm Generally, the one who says they, something. They, if somebody has to be let go, the one that has the
1: case. Well, they got rid of her, though. I don't know what they do in other companies, but they did eventually get rid of. Her. And the other person well, kept, she kept their was job. Okay with it, yeah. So, yeah what do you crazy. think
7: for the the security guard situation? What do you, do you think that was rooted in homophobia? Like how society we don't we don't like gay men or anything that alludes to non-heteronormativity? And do you think it would have been a different dynamic had it been the security guard was a woman and the player was a male or the player was a female and the security guard was a male?
4: I think that it would have been worse if the security guard was a woman. Definitely worse. It and, and she smacked a man on the bus? No, if OBJ had smacked a female oh, yeah. security oh, yeah. guard. Oh, yeah. It have been way worse. But just from reading the story i don't think it was rooted in homophobia in this case i just think he messed with the wrong person authority like don't don't be trying to kick you with authority like that Exactly. especially you don't know him yeah and he was already in a bad mood so he just played too much Mm. playing too much in the locker room yeah but we are about to take a quick break wvon and as we go to break i want to remind you to be careful on the roads it is nasty out there take your time but not five miles an hour. This is Chicago. We know how to drive in the snow. <laughs> oh, yeah. But be careful yeah. out there, and we'll be right back with the Kendall Moore Show.
5: Getting you from your work week to your weekend, it's Kendall Moore Radio for the next generation.
4: Table on the Kendall Moore Show, WVM WZON AM 1690. Thank you for tuning in with us and letting us get you from your work week to your weekend. We are turning the page. I can't do the page shuffle the the, quite the way Kendall Moore does. I'm just gonna uh, what? What flip. I'm gonna it's flip, flip this This flip the All script.
0: script. All right. All right.
4: Uh, so now we're gonna talk about Young Jock. Mm -hmm. Apparently, he was driving for a rideshare company and got all kinds of shade and pushback and gossip about him for driving rideshare. Like, no
2: shame
1: in that. He he ain't flossing. You know, he ain't known that.
4: Ain't no bucket seats. (laughs) But you know what? That brings up a very interesting topic about jobs that people consider to be beneath them, that they think that they need to talk about somebody for earning an honest
0: living. Well, this is the thing. Like, the young people who recorded Jock, You know, they they thought they were getting the tea on him. Like, "Oh, young Jock, you fell off, and now we get to post this. And he had to post a response like, I'm out here, you know, being responsible, doing what I need to do. Young people need to see us, you know, working. Like, it's still going down. You know, you can't meet him in the trap, but it's still going down. Just In the interview that he did, he actually shared that
4: he was part of Big Brothers Big Sisters of Metro Atlanta. And that he was showing them that it's okay and that you need to show humility. Yes. You're not too big to do the right thing, make an honest living. So they throw in shade because they think he's just a rideshare driver, but actually he's
0: out here being an example for the youth. And really, you can make so much money doing rideshare. Like, I've been in Ubers with people, and, you know, they're just having a regular conversation, and they'll tell me how much they make a week or a month, and how they're stacking their money and they're getting ready to go on this vacation, do this and that. So, I mean, I don't think he's in a bad position at all. Absolutely. Let me tell you something. When I left corporate America
4: in 2013 and decided to be an entrepreneur, I drove Uber full-time. I made more driving Uber Ooh, than I yeah. did in my corporate job working in mortgages. Wow. So people throwing all these different Stereotypes around, but just in general, people who do jobs of service. Why is it so frowned upon when they're offering you a service that you need?
0: Right. Especially if you're not willing to do that service, that job yourself. So you want to take advantage of the ride share. You want to take advantage of the grocery store, but you want to shame the clerk or whatever job it. Somebody yeah. has to do these jobs to keep the economy running, and they're providing for themselves. They're providing for them, fam, their families. So if you're not going to do it, don't shame the person yeah. that is. Absolutely. And
7: also just thinking about like, he could have clowned numb like, oh, oh wh- why are you, why are you using rice share? Why are you ain't get your own whip, right? Exactly. And then also, as someone who has family members who went to jail, um, I commend him just because he could be doing illegal things. Exactly. Whether he could be doing things that lack integrity. And then also just thinking about people with so- social media, microwave success, Back in the day before there was social media you can document all this and ride sharing mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. people were doing other things to make ends meet like if you're in the act, like acting career you would like waitress mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. that's just one example but he, I admire him from doing that he's showing the struggle like the entertainment industry is not consistent I don't know what he's right, doing right. or but you got to adapt exactly. and also he's a father so you can't understand mm-hmm. if you could bum around and you don't have kids but he got he has someone to feed, so mm-hmm.
1: it's just like a couple of years ago. You know, Jeffrey Owens, the actor from the Cosby yep, Show, mm-hmm, yep. and he was bagging groceries at well, I think Trader, Joe's. Trader Joe's. Trader yep. Joe's, and then somebody took the picture. You know, social media can be so evil, mm-hmm. and because uh,
0: they tried it when they first put right. them, they they tried to shame him.
1: Right, and the thing is, if you know anything about uh, actors, I know a little bit. I know a little bit about actors, and you know they say it's a struggling profession and it, it, you don't really have to struggle as much anymore you know but the thing is you, they it's not unusual for them to take jobs like that like you said a waiter uh, a grocery clerk something like babysitter, that babysitter a dog walker like any type of sell so your blood know oh that i'm saying listen especially if you're not a superstar you know <laughs> listen so yeah a couple of years ago also you guys don't remember Jahim he was driving around in Atlanta Uh, doing Uber or was it New York it was one of those Mm. cities and somebody had took a picture of them then and said oh and I'm sure it's
0: harder for celebrities you know rather than just the everyday person who maybe does a career transition pivot to doing ride share but when I look at celebrities doing it it's just like you're brave like this is right I commend you for that because you yeah. already know going into it what people are going to think, what right. they're going to say.
7: And some so. celebrities, they don't go into their craft saying, "Oh, I'm gonna be famous." Like those are pedestals and the status that we give them. Like there's just regular people who use tissue wipe their butt like anybody else. So yeah, and,
1: and come to think of it, I have a friend named Jamie. I won't say his last name, but he actually is an actor. He's really good. He has his own show that he takes on the road, and he drives Uber full-time, and he makes a pretty good living. He's been doing it for
2: years.
0: Netta, when you did it, did anybody who knew you try to shame you or try to say, oh, she left that good corporate job, and now she's driving? Only people close to me, Mm. which is the craziest
4: thing, Mm -hmm. because I think that it's important for you to follow your dreams, follow your heart, and my heart was not in corporate America. So, I just had to figure out how to make money while I'm building my business, mm-hmm. and I really didn't care as long as with it as long as it was within my moral code mm-hmm. I didn't care mm-hmm. what I did to make the money, so driving rideshare, yeah, it was a little. Hit to my ego at first. It's mm-hmm. like I don't want to drive these people around. <laughs> like, what if I pick up my I, friend? <laughs> I don't these people in my car. For a very long time, that was on my mind. Like I don't want to pick up anybody yeah, that, that I you know. know. Yeah. But thousands of rides later, I just it didn't even bother me anymore right. because everybody has to make money. Right. I can look at somebody crazy for sitting at their job for twenty years that they hate. Right? Why would you do yeah. that? You know, it's all about perspective. So, but yeah, now I. I don't care, but that just goes to my own personal growth because in most things that I do now, I don't care what people think. Right, look at you. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. gotta just glow. (laughs) And then ride
7: sharing is good for people who are parents because of flexibility. You can do the late night party scene. You could do rush hour. You could do afternoon, like pop in, pop out. And then uh, what's the difference between young Jack doing ride share versus other people transitioning from careers? Like, he's still a human.
4: Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. And then celebrity doesn't automatically mean rich. People automatically right, assume right, because you're did. in the public eye you have a whole lot of money, right? And maybe he did have a whole lot of money, and now he doesn't. But nine times out of ten, the people who are criticizing him never had a whole lot never. of money, never, no. right? <laughs> about that, that
0: experience yep, yeah. It. And your
4: bills don't care where the money come from. They don't. So they don't at all.
0: That part.
4: We're gonna take another break. Wvon. Make sure you follow us on social media: Facebook, Instagram at the Kendall Moore Show. Come back with us for the rest of the lit roundtable.
5: table wee! Yeah, he said it. It's Kendall Moore Radio for the next generation on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 W V O
6: N. Need it, beat it. Here we go again. Here we go.
3: Get on field USA. Uh
1: oh. You know I go by the
3: name Diddy, right? Uh huh.
1: I gotta
3: y'all to my squad, right? This girl by the name of Jock. College Park, right? But right? now, what we
4: gotta do you to get you here, huh? Hey. Hey. hey.
3: West Side Will, what, what up,
4: And Netta Berber. <laughs> right. Beretta. I'm just going to let gonna Andrea roll my arms. She's going to have it down by my next week. Next she's going to have it down. I'm going to have to go practice. That's my homework. <laughs> Thank you for tuning back in with us as we wind down this hour. It is MLK weekend. It is the official observance on Monday. Mm-hmm. And I think it is so important to highlight leaders in the black community Like we were highlighting fathers who are also leaders within their own family community, right? My question is, should we be highlighting more black leaders? Mm -hmm. Is MLK getting a disproportionate amount of celebration? And are there other leaders who should be highlighted who are not?
1: Well, they have uh, always spoke of possibly making Malcolm X's birthday a holiday. Okay. Hopefully it shall happen, but... Right now, it's it's MLK. That's who we got.
4: <laughs> Whatever happened to the Harriet Tubman's dollar?
1: I think it's still going to happen. When? But they when? It. <laughs> when? No. Now there was some. Uh, I don't know if you guys know Judge Joe Brown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Judge Joe Brown said that a black woman should not be on the. Uh, a, a, Money before a black man.
4: Here go this misogyny. That's again. what he said. Why
1: not? I'm just saying what he said. I, don't, I ain't saying I agree. Like, I'm just
4: saying what he said. <laughs>
1: this, this is the lit round table. I'm
4: trying to start something. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that's still the thing, right? The right. man first, uh, women second. Yeah, but, but you know
1: what? I think if
4: anybody belongs
1: on on the dollar or uh, on a dollar bill, uh, especially a woman and anybody first, black Harriet Tubman. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely no look argument. At, look at what she's done, yeah. you know, and the attitude that she had and what she had to do. You know what I mean? And, and if you decided you wanted to, well, she was leading you out of slavery, if you decided you wanted to go back, she would actually kill you.
4: She shouldn't kill you. That's toughness look, right you, there.
1: Because she wasn't going to take a chance you go back and tell master. So she's like, okay. So right. once you go on that trip, you on the trip or yeah. you off the trip? Her way.
4: I think Judge Joe Brown needs to sit down <laughs> on that
0: one because there's so many people that could be highlighted. Right. Somebody has to be first. Right. Somebody, right. Somebody has to be. It, it either will be a man or it shouldn't even right. be a discussion of where well, men don't have should a go
1: first. problem with it, yeah. Harriet Tubman's birthday, we can celebrate that. We can celebrate Malcolm X. We can celebrate we Frederick Douglass. Let's
2: High do it. High key,
7: um, something I'll never forget one of my friends said, it's like part of the reason why people are so, well, White people gassed up Martin Luther King Is that he was a more gentle form Of of masculinity The fact that Malcolm X Was the ideal man He was just like mm-hmm. man F all you white right, people right. We gonna do all our own Like He was too uh, militant, was too militant for, yeah. for us to
4: digest yeah. mm-hmm. So I was just like that Same
1: coin two different sides mm-hmm.
4: But was MLK That calm I've read I, some things That he was something else I think uh, I think everybody in
1: a movement, you know, when they're behind closed doors, yeah, they, they gotta get be a little rough, mm-hmm. you know. T- you
4: know, I wish they would different. show that part of him. All all
1: politicians and people and that type, they kind of different, but it's about their organization. If they're trying to do something, they don't have time for you to mess around like that. And then, right. yeah, the message—it was about the message and how he delivered it when he when he got out there. So, yeah, I mean. Definitely, he was more refined in what he was trying to say. But toward the end of his life, he had made that speech. Mm -hmm. The speech they say actually got him killed. Because he suddenly realized that, in so many words, he said, look here, (laughs) these white (laughs) folks tripping, y'all, I'm tired. (laughs) That's what he was saying. They They didn't like that. Because they had already been watching him for years, Mm -hmm. of course,
4: right? He stopped conforming. They didn't like that.
1: Yeah, and as long as he was the nice guy... They didn't like it, but they went along with it. And then when he made that final speech, they was like,
0: uh. So nah. some, something that came to me when you were talking, Will, and you mm-hmm. talked about messaging, something that about, I don't like. When, I think when it comes to the MLK holiday and the holiday weekend, I think it's important just to get back to the why behind it. So you know how Christmas kind of just gets... Now it's this commercial thing. It's about gifts, and it's not necessarily right. about the intention, what it was intentionally. So I think when we talk about MLK Weekend, I don't necessarily want to see um, MLK used as a selling point right. for your. Right. Uh, Exploited. Day party on Monday (laughs) or or Sunday night or Sunday night or, you know, you have your ski trips. Like, yes, it is a three day weekend. Yes, most places are closed Mm. and it's a certified holiday, but I think something gets lost when we... (laughs) just use it as this selling point. Like, let's really talk about the legacy. Let's talk about his life, Mm -hmm. all of that, and not just use it as another... Money-making tool. I would love to see if they're going to do a party or a ski trip or whatever. People do it all the and time, I, though. I would
4: but love not to see, putting Martin Luther King on those not, porters, Oh, my goodness. Twerking for freedom uh, and all oh that that's stuff. Horrible. Sure but it happens. But if they're going to do yeah. it, I would love to see it coupled with an act of service. Yeah. Something yeah. to show mm-hmm. why we even celebrate the day. And really bring importance for the younger generation so they can reconnect to the issues that we're even... So they know and understand. Exactly. Because, you know, everything's so watered down when they teach it in school. It's up to us to tell the story. He did a speech. That's it. Speech. That's
7: it. And that's the name of the street that my Mm -hmm. grandma
4: live off of. (laughs) Right. But (laughs) but not why he was named that. Speaking of streets, I guess, so they renamed Congress Parkway Ida B. Wells. So they're starting to celebrate more, but we need to celebrate us more. Mm -hmm. And not just on MLK Day, not just during Black History Month, uh-huh. And not just celebrating, but also making
7: history for ourselves. Absolutely. Oh yes, absolutely. So, so
1: Dr. Dorothy Tillman will most likely be in this studio tomorrow morning at six, and okay. I know she listens to the show, and she always says, "You got to think black, 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 black." <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. But nobody else is thinking about it. And, and her show is so great. We need she to has think a about great us. show from six to eight. So yeah. So and she Shout says out. that all the time. You know. So I agree most definitely. You know. Um. Really quick, this weekend, something historic may happen. Uh, the Illinois Senate is about to appoint its first Senate president, and everybody's excited. They're wondering if it's, if, if we might make history. Senator Kim, Kimberly Lightford, um, she lives out in Maywood, will be uh, up for the vote, as well as a gentleman named Senator Don Harmon. They actually, both of their residing uh uh, towns are right next to each other. Um, the thing is, it has to be a, a thirty. It has to be at least thirty people that vote for them. Okay. And uh, I'm like this, you know. I think this is an opportunity to make history, you know. Um, and I think we should take that into consideration as we go into the Martin Luther King Holiday. Now, I'm not going to say who <laughs> I think should be the Senate President, if if any other other senators are listening, but I'll I'll say this, I think she'll do a great job.
4: She'll, right. (laughs) Well, Will, as we wind down, tell people
2: What's new What's hot What's hot I need more I need more What's new The new generation
0: New Generation Radio with Kendall Moore,
6: WVON, AM 1690. Let's talk about it. Come on. New Generation.
0: Kendall Moore, Talk Radio,
6: WVON, AM 1690. Streaming live from the web, WVON.com. Let's talk about it.
3: Let's it.